Hey friends, this is a super exciting episode of The Truth For Your 20s because we're doing it Q&A style. I am at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga with three amazing girls who have brought some questions. And since I've served as a mentor for so many years, we're just gonna go for it and try and answer some questions. Let me say first, I am not a licensed therapist. My qualifications are having lots of coffee dates with lots of girls. I hope I can give you some wisdom and hopefully we can unpack some questions. But without further ado, let's go to our first guest. My name is Katie Bulmer, a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl. After I stopped looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys, God blessed me with a husband who shows Christ's love to me every single day. We are parents of two daughters and thousands of others nationwide, and my heart behind everything I do is to give you truths. The world is screaming at you a bunch of lies, and I don't want you to hear those loud voices. I want you to hear the true voice. Grab your earbuds, grab a chai tea, and let's talk about some truth for your 20s. Hey, Maddie. Hi, how are you? Good. So introduce yourself for us. Um, I'm Maddie. I'm 20. I'm a junior at UTC, and I'm excited. Yay. Okay, junior at UTC. What are you studying? I'm studying English. English, nice. Mm -hmm. All right, what is your question? How can you tell when you found a good guy? How do you know they aren't stringing you along? Or how do you know if they're the right person for you? Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> and I like it. Um, let me start first with the how do you know if he's the right one, right? Because there, mm -hmm. there's a lot in that. So first, how do you know he's the right one? I would say first, there's a lot of mandatory things that you can't compromise. I have this little dating quiz that I like to do with girls where you define what's mandatory to you in a dating relationship. For example, I do not think it's possible to have a healthy long-term relationship if you do not share the same faith because it's kind of like running a three-legged race while one of you is laying on the ground. So sharing the same faith is ex exponentially <laughs> important. However, there's a lot of little things that are not necessarily mandatory but might be important. For example, does he have a, want to have a lot of kids? Do you want to live on the beach and he wants to live in the mountains? Does he want to have Christmas with 20 people in your house? Do you want to have Christmas really quiet in your pajamas? Little things that are not deal breakers, but things that I would suggest you discuss. Now, um, I do not believe in the notion that there's only one person for one other person, because I know that makes a lot of really cute movies, but I think that we live in a great big world, and I think it's a little crazy to think there's only one human for one other human. However, the good thing about dating is you get to pick your one human that you want to spend the rest of your life with. So when you're dating, you get to choose like what's important, what's not important. So when you get married, that one that you've chosen as your one, that's the one you have to love sacrificially. That's the one who, even when they get on your nerves, you love them when they don't deserve it. That's the one who, when you're weak, they are strong or vice versa. There's been so many times in me and, me and my husband's life when, you know, I've been a jerk and he's loved me anyway and vice versa. And that's a give and a take and that's something that you need to do always throughout your marriage. And marrying someone who knows that and understands that and is willing to be a partner, not just someone who wants to take all the time. And that makes you finding that one so much more important. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> that was good. All right, well, you had two more questions at the beginning. I've just answered the one, I think. Um, how do you know if they're not stringing you along? 
Hmm. Okay. So I would say, I mean, gosh, we live in such a culture where people are out for themselves, right? You know, I think that a, a relationship in general is supposed to be honoring and self-sacrificing. And so if they are in this relationship only to get what they want out of it because they're just self-serving, whatever that, whatever that means, like that's a relationship you don't want to be in. A relationship means giving and taking and, and always giving of yourself. So if they are, you know, constantly just like, well, what can I get out of this? How can she make my formal date better? How can she be convenient? How can she hang out with me after midnight? Which I have a lot to say about that. Um, then that's the kind of person that is not, you know, that's not a give and take relationship. That's just take. So a selfish person, I get, I would say if you're asking that question, that's a red flag because if they're stringing you along or you think they might be stringing you along, deuces homie. That's what you say. Deuces, homie. <laughs> All right. What are your other questions? Um, what is something you know now but wish you knew when you were in college? Oh, Lord. Um, everything. But if I had to boil it down, I would say understanding my worth. I did not realize. I talk a lot about how sorority women have a $100 million power of influence, and that's an actual dollar amount of the, the power of influence they have over the marketplace. Not only that over the marketplace, but over the dating world. Um, they have huge trend-setting power. They have power to serve in their community. They're, they're leaders in their generation, and I had zero clue about any of that. I settled for whoever, whatever boy paid me attention. I thought that, well, if only I was prettier or jumped through the right hoops or did whatever, then they would stay longer. And God bless America. I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, girlfriend, you set the bar high. You decide what's important and you don't compromise because you, you know, making excuses for these guys just sets yourself up for failure. Them, they were stringing me along. The, you know, my heart was totally like just, you know, settling for whatever they were willing to give me when instead I should have realized the power that I had to be like, not settling. Not settling, not even a choice. Going to set my st standards high and 100% want to have a guy with the same faith that I was. And I made a lot of compromises with that as well. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. And yeah. You, what do you think about all that? I definitely really see where you're saying about the faith. If you don't have the same foundations, it really can't grow from there. Like, there's nothing to build yeah. upon yeah. if you don't share common. Um, features in your life and I don't know it's just a lot to process <laughs> I know but I definitely see where you're coming from and all of that stuff well it's countercultural. I mean you don't you don't see this on tv you don't see no. this even on a lot of social media and you know it's unfortunate because we can't be what we can't see right and if mm -hmm. we don't see any examples of healthy relationships then how do we model that so I'd mm -hmm. seek you or challenge you to seek out positive relationships whatever that looks like and like Hang out with those couples. Follow them on mm -hmm. social media. Um, Jack and Rebecca on This Is Us, the only people I can oh think gosh. of that have a that have a good marriage. But um, I mean, obviously that's that's fictional too. But you know, there are very few examples for us out there. But try and seek it out and and fill your brain with as much positive relationships because Lord knows there's plenty of negative ones out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming. Okay, our next questionnaire, is that the word? I don't know. Our next friend is Madison. Madison, Madison, introduce yourself. Hey guys, um, I'm Madison. I'm 19, a sophomore at UTC, and I'm currently studying psychology. Nice. All right, Madison, what is your question? 
Okay, what advice do you have on how to balance a relationship with friendships in school, or what should that balance be? I mean, balance is a million-dollar word that no one can really achieve, so I don't know that there's necessarily the quote-unquote balance. I think that relationships are important, and you get in what you, you get out what you put into everything, right? So I think it's important to invest in good relationships. Um, you know, in college, there's so many people you hang out with naturally, which is a good thing and actually a really cool time in life. Just something to, to note of when you um, graduate and you go into the real world, there's not going to be, you know, people hanging out, having pizza on a Thursday night in the dorm room. So take advantage of all those people who are naturally just in community because it's a really precious time of, of hanging out. But with that said, like you can't invest 100% in friendships and dating and in school. You're only one person. So, you know, it's, it's cyclical too. Like maybe on Monday through Wednesday, you're hardcore on your studies. And then maybe Thursday through Saturday, you are in living at large. And then Sunday, you're caring for yourself and your family. I, I don't know. You set your own schedule. You And then a few months is maybe hardcore schools. And a few months and another few months, it's hard, hardcore vacation. But it it doesn't have to be every single day a 100% balance. It can kind of ebb and flow as you go. Okay, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> what else you got? Um, can you talk a little bit about boundaries in a relationship, like while in college, so like spiritual boundaries, personal boundaries, physical boundaries? Like what are your thoughts on that? Okay, I love this. I love this subject. All right, so one time I did a um, pretty popular Instagram post talking. We were at the Grand Canyon, and I did crow pose, which is a yoga pose on the side of a canyon, because that's a smart thing to do. And um, the caption was, if you don't want to fall off the edge, you don't do a yoga pose off the side. Of course, I wasn't. the camera angles looked like it was a lot more dangerous than it was. But the point is, if you don't want to fall off an edge, you don't go to the edge, dangle your toes over, and lean, hoping you're not going to fall, right? So... I know you're not asking this, but a lot of times people say, how far is too far when you're like making out? Okay, let's say sex is the line. If you do not want to have sex with your boyfriend, you do not get alone in the dark with him wearing your favorite cologne and a few jello shots in your system. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so like, if you don't want to fall off the edge, don't dangle your toes off the edge. So I would say define the, the line take three steps back. But the most important thing a lot of couples don't do is have a conversation about it with the guy you're dating. I know this isn't like first date material. And I know this is not like, hey, so what do you want to have for dinner tonight? Also, what are our boundaries physically? <laughs> I realize this is awkward, but it's also so important. Like if you feel comfortable enough to take your clothes off, why don't you feel comfortable enough having a conversation? And this is what's important to me Let's talk about it. So I would say earlier than later because lines can get blurry and you're humans. And uh, first of all, you know, it's okay to want to make out with him. Like that is normal. That is your hormones. If he is good looking and you like him, congratulations. Like you should want to make out. That means your hormones are working <laughs> and you like each other. All of that is good. But you also have to protect yourself. You know, like a fire in my fireplace is good. A fire on my living room couch is destructive. <laughs> so they're the same thing, but different contexts. So have that conversation and define where those lines are. Take three steps back and then just put yourself up to avoid temptation. So, you know, temptation is infinitely easier to avoid than to overcome. So like, don't say, it's fine if we spend the night together every night, we'll be good. Like, really? <laughs> You're a human. Like, don't put yourself in those tempting situations. Instead, avoid those tempting situations. Yeah. That's a lot. Awesome. I wish I was, like, taking notes during that because that was great. Oh, good. That. 
Yeah, well, there's a, I have, that's a hot question. I've answered that mm-hmm. about a million times. And I wish I would have known it, too. I mean, like, I used to think, oh, well, you know, it's fine to, like, put myself in those tempting yeah. situations. Like, first of all, it's okay that you want to make out. Like, I get it. He smells good. And that's good. <laughs> you, you want those. One day you can have, when you are married, lots of sex for the rest of your life. Congratulations. <laughs> but right now, like, the reason why God says to wait is not because he wants to steal your fun. Yeah. It's because he has this incredible gift to give you. And he knows how fragile and complicated it is to be shared with just anyone. And so saving it for that I'm with you forever and ever type of relationship is where it can be more enjoyed. Yeah. I have a lot to say about sex. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, last question. Do you have any advice, just like stemming off of that, um, how to keep those boundaries firm as you like, as more time goes on, you get more comfortable with that person. Okay, that's good. I would say first, make a dating plan. I'm super passionate about girls making a dating plan. So defining, even before you get in a relationship, what lines you don't want to cross, what's important. And number two, you absolutely have to have a conversation with a guy. And it is really, really important for him to be on board. What I cannot stand is a guy to say, oh, I quote, respect your decision to wait. Because what he's saying is, I'm starving and you have a steak dinner dangling in front of me, but no, no, it's fine. I'll be a gentleman. Whatever. Right. (laughs) What you want is a guy to be like, of course, I would never put you in that compromising position. I honor you too much. I honor me too much. I honor our future husbands and wife too much, whoever they are, to ever put you in that tempting situation. So we would not even... Like, with Brian, he was so different than any other guy I ever dated. Like, it wasn't even a topic. Like, why would we even talk about, you know, sex? Because we're not married. Like, it's a non-issue. So I realize there's not a million guys out there, but girls who raise the standard and look for guys out there, I've had this conversation with millions of guys, and they say, yeah, we would shape up. Yeah, you know, we want to chase your heart. We want you. We want to pursue you. Girls just need to stop making it so easy. Mm -hmm. Drop the mic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that. So for 100%, guys want to chase your heart. Just have a conversation with them. Um, set high standards and do not compromise. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for those good questions. That was good. No problem. All right. Sunny is up. Sunny, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Sunny. I'm a senior at UTC. I am 22. I'm currently studying business management and want to go into human resources. So sorry if my questions are a little businessy. That's just my mindset. No, it's good. (laughs) All right, Sunny, what you got? Okay, so going off of that, um, my first one, I just really want to know one thing that you have done that has helped you excel in your career. Oh, that's good. So I was a marketing major, and I think just 100% getting experience. What is funny, when I was a freshman, I went in wanting to be a dermatologist. And crazy story, my fraternity big brother, which they don't have those anymore, but um, I was a Kappa Sig little sister, and my fraternity big brother, his dad was a dermatologist in the town where I went to college. And right off the bat, my freshman year, he got me a job as like just a, you know, running errands girl at the dermatologist's office. And I therefore decided I did not want to be a dermatologist. (laughs) (laughs) It is way more than just acne. So, hey, I learned. And I also, I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll just do medical sales. Don't want to do that either. Learned a lot about that. So anyway, but it helped me learn marketing is super something I was really passionate about. I got to do later my senior year an internship in radio and then in print. And so just learning 
you know, what those jobs even look like and the day-to-day -day behind it was like really, really important and how to get internships. I mean, obviously I'm sure your school has some resources, but I would just reach out to community people. I mean, I know me, for example, if anyone locally like wanted to do something I was interested in, I'd be like, well, just come hang out with me for a day. I mean, I think that most people are honored to be able to help younger people learn what they do and just kind of show them the ropes. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So being on the topic of like being in your 20s and being young and being in college, um, I do think that some of the world sees sororities as pointless or that we pay for our friends or it's just all fun and there's really no substance behind it. How would you help these girls overcome this stereotype, I guess, so the world can see us as what we really are? That's a good question. So that's kind of what I'm fighting for every time I go to a school, just fighting the stereotype of what sororities have been and getting back, you know, the founding roots of your sisterhood back in the 1800s, early 1900s are all beautiful. Like every founding sister had beautiful dreams of sisterhood, way cooler than just partying and cute t-shirts. So like saying back to original roots of sisterhood, yet far away from where we are today. So to answer your question, I mean, I would look to what you can do counterculturally as a sorority. So I'm a big proponent of sororities doing service projects in their community. A lot of sororities do philanthropies, obviously, and they're doing amazing work, but locally where they are as a um, as a sorority. So like if they, you know, you guys are in Chattanooga, like I always argue the city where a Greek life exists should be better for it. So the dream would be that, you know, We'll just say Chattanooga doesn't have sorority life, but they get rumor that, hey, UTC is now having sororities. I would hope that this that the community would be excited about it. Oh, good. These aren't just the party kids like they used to be. These are the ones who we're going to have better run children's programs because of them. We're going to have elderly homes busting with volunteers. We're going to have cleaner streets because we know the reputation of these Greek men and women, and we know the amazing things they bring the, to the community. So the dream is this: they serve and make every community better. So I think that that can start with just serving. Um, so that's one big thing. And then obviously getting back, I would it drives me insane when girls don't know their creed or their motto. Like, girlfriend, know your founders' <laughs> names, know their beliefs, know what they stood for, and know what those letters on your chest mean. Because I've yet to read a creed that almost didn't make me cry. Like, they are beautiful. And know what you stand for and get back to that. Yeah, I love that. Completely agree. Yes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Mm, I guess going towards dating side, uh, have Bring you it. ever dealt with a long distance relationship? And if so, like, how did you deal with that? I had a long distance relationship. It was um, an hour. So I was in school at Georgia Southern in Statesboro and the guy I did was in Savannah. Uh, he was no, not good news though. So <laughs> if he's good news, I mean, you know, that's okay. Y'all can work through it. He, he was, I, I don't know what words I can say on the podcast. Anyway, he wasn't good news. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I guess my advice is, you know, it's hard, obviously, when you don't see each other, but with any relationship, whether you see each other a lot or not, you know, just continually, Kali, if every relationship just put each other's needs above their own, you know, no one wants to do that because they're scared that they're going to get walked over. But if you're both like competing to put each other's needs above your own, like, no, I want to serve you more. No, I want to serve you more. And I know like, that's not the words you would use, but if you're both like, I want to come see you again. I want to 
I mean, you'll have to be more intentional about communicating because you can't see each other face to face. But obviously, we have cell phones. You can FaceTime. You can do all the magical ways of communicating through your phone. Do people send letters still? I don't know. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, I don't know. I suppose you could do that. I had a boyfriend that went off to college my senior year when I was in high school, and he would write down song lyrics. It was the cutest what? thing. What? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he was no good either, but it was really romantic. <laughs> Just a little good part of it. It was one, one good little nugget of that guy. Anyway, you have to be intentional about communicating, just like with any relationship. And just obviously put a little bit extra into it if it's long term. And as the she asked earlier, I just I, because I'm thinking about that re- long distance relationship I had. He definitely strung me along. So obviously that can happen with any relationship. But just be careful that you're communicating well, that you're honoring each other, and that he is for sure like you know respecting you, and you're doing the same. And I think that. It doesn't matter whether you're in the same neighborhood or not. Like, you can totally make it work. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. My last one is um, about boundaries. So, like, say you do pass them one night, um, you know, gel shots, all that fun stuff, whatever. Um, How would you suggest going, like, back from that? What was it? If you pass out, you said? No, like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) If you go past your boundaries, like, you set your boundaries and then something happens, how would you address that situation? That's a good question. So I think that this is, you know, there's this lie out there like, oh, well, I'm already damaged goods. Like, duh, that is such a lie because that's like saying, oh, I took a, a wrong turn on the highway. Well, I'm just going to keep going down this road. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You, you just reroute and you just get on the right, right path. Like, it's okay. You know, I, we all made mistakes. Like, yes, it's hard and it stinks, but today is a new day and there is a fork in the road. Take a turn and get on the path you want to get on. Now, I'm not sure if you're asking this, but if it is in the same relationship. So for example, you um, cross boundaries you didn't want to cross and you're still in that same dating relationship. Have a conversation. You have to talk about this with your guy. I know this is not easy. This isn't just a how's the weather kind of conversation. But again, if you can get naked in front of him, you need to talk about hard things. So, you know, I don't, this is just off the top of my brain, but like, Boyfriend, um, obviously, I like you. Obviously, you know, again, it's normal to want to make out with him. Like, that is good. That means your hormones are working. You know, I I like you. I want to be close to you. But this is important to me. It is important to protect my future marriage. It is important to protect your future marriage. I don't know what that means for either one of us, but I want to do my best to honor that. And that starts right now when we're 20 years old, making the right decisions this Friday night, you know, tonight, every night. So starting today, I'd like that to look like A, B, and C in our relationship. And maybe that's um, definitely not spending the night together, you know, not putting yourself in those tempting situations like we talked about earlier, because it's so much easier to avoid temptation than to overcome it. And I'd like your help in this. I'd like you to be on the same page with me. And if he says, I respect your decision to wait, punch him in the face. And maybe he'll say that because he doesn't know any better, but I'm. But don't let him say, that's fine, I respect that. I'm. You need to hear from him, I'm on the same boat with you. Mm-hmm. I support this. I'm, um, I want this for both of us as well. I want this for both of our marriages as well. Maybe you get married and live happily ever after the rest of your days, but you're still opening up that Christmas present too early if you're jumping ahead of the way things are supposed to be run. Again, God doesn't say don't sleep together because he's like a killjoy. He actually comes to give us abundant life. He like has this amazing gift of sex and he's like, it's so beautiful and it's so fragile and it's so, you know, bonding. 
I don't want you to mess this up. I don't want you to confuse things and open this gift too early because I have so much better for you. So not, I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy this gift. I want you to enjoy it even more than you want to enjoy it. But you have to do that by being patient. <laughs> okay, well, thank you yeah. so much, Katie. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right, we're going back to Maddie. We sparked another question, so go for it, Maddie. Okay, Katie, so you're having that conversation about boundaries with your guy, and you're just getting the vibe that he does not agree with you, the foundations are not similar. How do you just cut somebody off like that? Because I'm very much a person that has a huge heart, and I have a hard time letting go with about people. So how do you just break that? I feel like I was so you. <laughs> I get it too because you don't you don't want to be mean you don't want to like hurt his feelings you like him obviously or you won't be in this relationship I mean you don't like this answer but if he is not on the same page with you so again you're running a three-legged race with someone who's laying on the ground if you are trying to to pursue this this life of purity and let me know I'm not saying that this is the easy choice I am saying it's the best choice, though. I mean, I have never met anyone my age who says, I wish I would have had more sex before I got married. Okay, that's not what you were asking for. But <laughs> this guy who, you know, is nice, he's, he's whatever, you like him for all these reasons, obviously, but he is not wanting to respect your decisions to wait. Um, I don't think he is a guy for you at this moment. Not to say he can never be that guy, but right now he's got some growing up to do. And if he is out to just seek pleasure from this relationship and only look to you because he quote unquote needs something, no, <laughs> you know, that's not fair to you. You And you like him and I get it. And you just said that you want to be nice, but there's only one savior and you are not his and he is not yours. <laughs> So he might be wonderful, but neither of you can complete each other and he can't be all those things for you. So, you know, I'm sure he's wonderful, but be like, you're not the guy for me right now. This is homie. <laughs> I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. And I've been that girl too. And I've been there like, oh, you want to make excuses for him? And I get it. you making, I was the girl looking for love and all the wrong fraternity boys, which I've said a hundred times, but I mean, so so what's the goal? So maybe you say, okay, well, I'm just going to stick it out and we're quote unquote just having fun, right? I hate that line. We're just having fun. Um, we're not looking to get married. So you just stay in this relationship and then two years down the road, emotions are wrapped up. Uh, physical boundaries have been crossed. You know, you have all of this investment in each other, two years of relationship. And then is it any easier to cut ties? No. So... <laughs> No, I I can definitely see where you're coming from. I yeah. feel like I've been in similar situations where I know that they're not the person, like, deep down, and yet I've still felt like I've compromised a lot. Yeah. And I can see what you're saying. Like, it is way harder to just later on do it because I wish I would just cut it off, like, some of my relationships at the beginning yeah. when I knew it was wrong rather than waiting until the moment where I was like, this is so wrong. Preach. So. I think that's so true, like, Again, defining what's important to you. If you have a dating plan, you have a checklist. These 10 things are absolutely mandatory. You meet cute guy, he takes you on a date. Maybe you don't know everything right away, but you find out pretty quickly, five of these things are not on the list. Thank you for dinner. You're not the guy for me. 
bye, you know, like it's done. But it's so hard when you don't know what you're looking for. So if you don't have a plan, you get in that relationship and, well, this is important, but it doesn't really matter because he's cute. And this is important, but it doesn't really matter because he said the right thing. And then everything becomes blurry. And um, by the way, this is just something I learned not too long ago, but infatuation means, you know, like obviously he can do no wrong and you got butterflies and all that stuff. That's a cute stage, but it can only neurologically last 12 to 18 months. So neurologically, you can only see this guy can do no wrong for 12 to 18 months. That time passes and a lot of times people are married or physically active or all these other things have happened and then the blinders are off and then you see, oh, he can do wrong, but then it's complicated because physical boundaries may have been crossed or maybe people sometimes, like I said, even get married in this time. And so what's important is to listen to people who who are not emotionally involved because emotions can cloud judgment. So if you're infatuated and you are in love, you, I mean, he can be a baby killer and you will <laughs> make excuses for him. That's, that's, that's extreme. I know <laughs> he can be this, or he can be a bad guy and like, you just don't see it. But that's why I'm saying like to listen to friends who do not have that emotional investment because they can be like, and that was hard. And this is, this is hard that everyone needs to listen to this and also be that friend who's brave enough to be like, I love you, but Jack is not good for you, <laughs> or Bobby, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Did I call his name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, be that friend who's willing to have those conversations, and be the friend who's willing to hear those conversations. I mentored a girl one time. They were best friends since high school, and one of them was dating a no-good guy, and best friend said something about it, and she defriended her. And bad guy she finally ended up seeing it he was a bad guy and they broke up but meanwhile their friendship was like ruined you know and so be the friend who listens because emotions cloud judgment infatuation puts blinders on you need people who don't have all of that blinding them to be like listen i see something that you might not see so just be careful to listen to that Thank you so much. Yeah. I wish I'd heard that like a year ago. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. we did someone a favor who just heard it today. Oh, well, good luck. <laughs> wow. You guys give it up for Maddie, Madison, and Sunny. That was so fun. They asked some really, really good questions. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to hopefully shed a little light on some juicy subjects that I know a lot of you hopefully had questions about as well. If you like this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your Insta feed. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life, and I would love to thank you. Thanks so much. Maddie, Madeline, and Sunny, thank you so much for showing up, being brave, asking some great questions. Weren't those girls amazing? Here's the deal, guys. I am just ultra, super, superlatively passionate about serving my younger friends. I know it's kind of hard. You don't, maybe you don't know me in person. We just kind of know each other through the internet. When I used to blog, they would call this the blog fog. Like, you know, you know something about that person. I don't know how to communicate this any better than just tell you as genuinely as I know how. The one thing I know for sure I am on this planet to do is to serve my younger friends, to be a mentor or a friend or just someone you need to talk to. I have been where you have been. I've spent 15 years researching relationships and sex and friendships and faith and all the things I just didn't understand when I was your age. It would be my thrill, my absolute joy to be your mentor. So I've set up this thing called online mentoring. It's all available on my website, katiebulmer.life. Friends, I would love to be your mentor too.
I've got it set up to do either small group or one-on-one mentoring. It's all super duper affordable. It's the cheapest thing I offer because I'm so passionate about it. And really, I just want to have coffee with you. So I'd hope that you check that out, katiebulmer.life. Click on the little button that says mentoring.
Hey, if you loved this episode, I would love your feedback. Head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. Reviews are like fertilizer for podcasts. We love sharing them and they help others know where to find us. And the coolest thing you could do is just take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life and I would love to thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Truth for Your 20s.